We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to The Reload. I trust, I hope that you are all enjoying your morning. Make sure if you have not done so already to check out The Reload. If you're listening to this on iTunes, if you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure to check out The Reload live every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash prediction esports. That's two E's in the word prediction. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to find all of our podcasts and shows there. We'll have links in the live chat if you're interested. Prediction offers the chance to learn and converse on more in-depth subjects about all the latest and greatest esports from NBA 2K to Overwatch to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate to Call of Duty. We only continue to expand rapidly each and every day. And feel free to let us know what games you guys would like to see us get involved with next by mentioning us on social media. Tweet at us at Prediction or at myself at Lando. And like I said, if you're live with us right now on Twitch, you know that in fact we do have a guest today, our first guest in the reload history, if we really want to be, you know, exact. Uh, but like I said, we've got lead CWL observer, the best observer of all time, caster analyst, Michigan lover. My good buddy Paradox, how are we doing today, Q? Hey, I'm doing all right. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. Like I said, super excited to kind of, you know, have you on and, uh, and to kind of hear your thoughts on, on a number of different things that we're going to be talking about today. But uh, I got to ask you, before we even hop into the Call of Duty stuff, mm -hmm. how was your heart rate this past Sunday versus the Eagles? I know what Detroit narrowly, oh, like man. narrowly pulled that went off uh what, what was your uh your thoughts on that so i have a good friend of mine who's an eagles fan so him and i are going like back and forth and then <laughs> it, it seems like every week so far the lions have found a way to try and lose the game yeah and somehow walk away with a win it that was just after michigan got thrashed on saturday seeing the yep. lions almost choke that again that was 
not a good time for me. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I feel your pain in certain ways. I, I, obviously, your game was much closer. I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter of the Browns for those who, yeah. uh, for those who don't know, uh, not, not too many of us out there. But uh, the, the narrow, I would say that the narrow loss we had versus the Jets and stuff. It was just. I don't know. It was or not the win we had versus the Jets, but the loss that we had recently. It was just I don't know. I, I don't know where my headspace is at. I, I really don't know where or what to feel. I don't know if I should be happy. I don't know if I should be sad. Like I said our loss versus the Rams for me was just you know it's up in the air. I, I don't really know what to think. But I think I think the majority of the NFL right now fans have no idea what to think. Like should we be happy? Should we be sad? Like where like where are the rankings at? I I really don't know. But uh, best of luck. Times. Yeah, exactly. Best of luck to Detroit. I've always been a fan of the Lions in some capacity obviously so uh, but let's go and talk about you know from from sports to esports right there's a lot of things that we have to uh, to talk on today a lot of major changes that have occurred really in the last week or so uh one of those being the fact that uh previously known optic hacks now regularly hacks has in fact joined energy who though for those who don't know uh energy does own the chicago spot for the upcoming uh, Call of Duty League and when it comes down to franchising. And like this was a, a massive change really Q for uh, the entire Call of Duty community just because of how much that the Optic brand has meant since Hex has kind of been at the forefront of that forever, really, in, in terms of competitive. Uh, it really was kind of sad to see it all kind of happen the way that it did, whether, you know, from a regular fan standpoint, um, you know, it was sad to see the way that it went down in terms of infinite esports, just to kind of see the brand start to crumble the way that it did, uh, and kind of how it's transitioned over the last few weeks, the last few months, even the year, year and a half kind of, uh, you know, time spree. Obviously this is, you know, a, a major change up, but whenever we were kind of watching this all break down, I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Hex, right. He leaves optic. It's kind of announced that, then he joins NRG obviously in Chicago. Uh, what were your thoughts on that move? And, and did you really kind of maybe see it coming that Chicago could be the, the next stop for him? I mean, I thought about it, right? Like, mm -hmm. especially with the way things went down, people didn't know if he would sort of try to stay and build in LA with Immortals Gaming Club and what they're going to do in the franchise league. But right. as soon as Chicago's announced, I think everyone sort of, there were rumors on Minnesota too, but as soon as that city sort of came out, people were like, okay, that might really be a thing. And I'm happy it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like we get to see this happen, but it's also going to take some getting used to for sure. Just thinking of Hex not being part of Optic anymore. It's yeah. just like, I mean, you, you go back, tell me this a couple years ago, I think you're absolutely crazy. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's, it's interesting to see how things have changed, but I know he's going to do an absolutely phenomenal job in NRG in Chicago. Yeah, I, I think that that's a very you know fair estimate to kind of bring up, and I totally agree. Like if you were to say, "Oh yeah, Hex versus Optic," I'd say, "Wait, did you did you get that sentence correctly? Like, are, are we on the same sheet of music? Is everything okay?" But it's it really is no surprise as well, right? That Chicago currently sits yeah. instantly, like within just hours, are instantly now the most followed Twitter account out of all the franchises that have been announced as well. Um, but the kind of conversation does necessarily in there in terms of hex and what's kind of going on now with the optic brand as it is owned by immortals for those who uh are maybe somewhat unaware uh, it was announced as well that mud dog previously of 100 thieves he was head of esports there is now the gm of the la franchise uh obviously you know yourself myself we kind of know eric really well but what's kind of your thoughts on his position now with optic i know what he had that video that came out the other day saying like hey greenwall instantly flood of hate saying this is not the greenwall anymore this is not the same franchise just kind of give me your overall summary on on mud dog and just kind of the announcement video that came out yesterday yeah Luddock's my guy. I think they did a good job with the video itself. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to get backlash given the current situation, sure. but sort of addressing the past and saying, look, here's what 
why I'm here. Here's what we're trying to do going forward. I think it's a really good job. You sort of pay an homage to the past, then pivot, talk about what's to come in the future and how you want to still respect that brand mm-hmm. and move forward and give those fans that are going to stay and follow that team something to look forward to, give them a face to look at. You have to give them something. And I think with that, they did a good job. Obviously, not everyone's going to think the same way. Sure. Obviously, people are not the most excited about everything that's happening. It sort of sucks for you know fans. It, it sucks for the people that have inherited that brand as well because you have all these people who are really, really upset with it. But, I mean, Mud Dog's a great guy. Like We both know him. He's going to do a phenomenal job in L.A., and I can't wait to see the team that ends up coming out there. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I got to ask you, too, th- th- this is something that I 100% am – I'm very solid when it comes down to my foundation, just in terms of the way the roster seems to be kind of rounding out, which we'll get into in a little bit. But do you believe that Immortals slash LA Optic will be the most hated team in the league? They could be. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm with you I on think that it'd one. It'd be a stretch to say that. Mm-hmm. I think too, like depending on the cast that they're able to get, like I'm like so we'll, we'll kind of get into it a little bit. I want to you know speculate on something that we're gonna be talking about here in just a short time, but still, just based on the roster that they've rumored uh, to be lining up with, and just in general, it does seem as if that uh, that would not be too far out of the question, especially based off of the early announcement video. But I totally agree, like your point on on to Eric or Mud Dog. I mean, I think that was a a big kind of power play for them. You know, they are in a very delicate space right now where they really have to handle everything they say super carefully i mean literally at the announcements hey greenwall instantly that's all of the, all the videos about mm-hmm. it's all the t- that's all the comments that's all the tweets that's all the reddit threads are about saying can you believe that this guy just said the term greenwall it, it, it's it's unfortunate but i think that if there were to be someone who's prepared for the job someone who knows to build a roster it would be someone like bond dog right back-to-back championships with 100 thieves i mean just the composition of the way that those guys were brought together q was was fantastic right and whenever yeah, they ended absolutely. up adding, you know, Crowder and Priest to the team, it was like, okay, how is this going to work? A lot of people thought, you know, could this be something? I thought it might be like a culture change for them. And it was exactly the case. And you got to give them all the props in the world for really kind of managing um, a very careful situation where they have a lot of guys who have, a, you know, a lot of a lot of egos, a lot of something, a lot of things to prove, if you will. Like we talk about Slasher, his ability at champs, you know, underperforming uh, on, on a team that was expected to win it all. And his you know arch rival Aches ends up closing it out. Kenny and Enable, second place at champs. Unfortunately for them, it would duplicate. But just in general at the time, right? Been a big chip on their shoulder. Octane coming in from, uh, you know, obviously Optic Gaming. Had a lot of pressure on his shoulders as well. Worst placement in the franchise's history. So, I mean, it, it kind of rounded out to this moment where all of these guys who were on this team really had something to prove to each other and it kind of was difficult to manage and i think you got to give a lot of props to the front office the guys 100 thieves and mud dog especially you know for kind of putting those pieces together and knowing what would work because i think a lot of people would say oh that was all Crowder and priesta which you know it was in terms of the in-game stuff but i mean a lot of people don't really think about the out-of-game things the way that um, you, know, you have to manage those things carefully, who you bring in, the salaries behind it all, all of those kind of minor details, you know, I think Eric was was massively involved with, rather massively involved in, and uh, I think he'll be the guy that they'll be relying on a lot to kind of carry them through this very, very difficult period. Yeah, I agree. Like, he's put himself in a position where it's going to be difficult, but... 100 percent he's up for the challenge and mm-hmm. with a brand and a name like optic behind him he gets to stay in la like where he's been with all the rest of the oak boys and everything yeah it's it's a good fit mm-hmm. right and i'm very i'm keeping an eye out like 
absolutely with a microscope because yeah. I really want to see how all this plays out in the long run. Yeah, I do too. And I want to also bring up something uh, that was that happened, what, maybe just a few days ago. Hex had a recent interview with ESPN Esports. Shout out to them. Uh, and basically one of the major quotes that he had from it, which is the only thing I'm really going to kind of take away and talk about just because obviously we're limited on time. But um, he basically said whenever they face off against Optic or in relation to now his, his ability to be on the other side to look at Optic, and he says, yeah, we're competitors now. And that for me was just all it took like you could you could give me a 45 an hour long interview and that's the only thing or rather that's the that's the thing that i would take away from the most is to think about how hex versus optic is now a thing and it's going to be a thing for the future and that's just one of the many storylines that probably one of the biggest storylines we've had in a while for franchising which i think is, is something that call that he's kind of built off of is, is really the players the storylines but Obviously, the presence that Hex has held uh, throughout Call of Duty Esports history, you know, is is crazy. And it's, it's, it's you know, so massive at this point that it really does bring up, um, you know, I think one of the craziest moments in Call of Duty history. But in your, in your opinion, Q, you know, where does this change? Which, you know, usually we associate changes with, um, you know, players. But in this instance, it kind of being a GM or obviously I know Hex is a situation CEO. But just in terms of his position, where do you think that this change sits among the, the craziest roster moves of all time? I mean, I think just because of the names involved, it's historic, mm -hmm. right? Because people didn't think this day would come. If they did, they thought it was years and years away, mm -hmm. right? So I think when we talk about a lot of changes happening within the history of Call of Duty, at least competitive Call of Duty, this is something that we'll always look at. I think these two things in line, we see a sort of the, the shift, for the future, mm -hmm. right? Hexing Optic, us going into a franchise system are like right there with each other. And that sort of marks the start of this new chapter that we're about to venture into. Yeah, agreed. Agreed with you on that one. I think, you know, it definitely is one of the one of the craziest moves and just in general with with this period of, of how valued Optic is as a franchise and or rather a you know organization now obviously entering into franchising. It is Definitely one of the biggest changes of all time. I know it's kind of hard to associate, and usually you kind of take a you know a backward point of view and look at this, but just in general, off the things that he's built, I think it's got to be up there in that mm -hmm. conversation. I know it's more of you know on the manager side, the managerial side of things, rather than the player's point of view. But just in general, him splitting away from from the optic brand, I think, has got without question to be up there. Join the ten million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to Harry's.com/slash/bluewire. Why try Harry's? Well, Harry's founders were two regular guys started getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives. Running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL. And there's no better way to make the game even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. 
Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and where you should too. And I want to ask you too, just kind of in, in terms of forward thinking, how do you think that this change will impact the Chicago roster? Because I think someone already put in chat, uh, and, and shout out to Brozen. He said, great moves by NRG as, as a whole lately. Uh, not a huge fan of their new logo, though, which I, I kind of get that point of view. But just in general, I mean, how big of this was a move for NRG to make? And, you know, do you think this is going to heavily change up their uh, their roster combinations that maybe they were kind of perceiving? They bring in Hex now. How do you think that kind of changes up their roster and their organization moving forward? I think as soon as you bring in Hex, you get a lot of eyes on you, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. Like there's that added pressure that comes in, but at the same time, you have people there who arrive with you through thick and thin, yeah. right? As we already sort of touched upon, the fan base for that team grew exponentially within like a couple minutes, yeah. right? So taking that, and I think making sure you're going to try to build something new there while still honoring the old and keeping those faces there is great because you still get that attachment. You get those fans, you make sure you still have their loyalty. And then from there, you focus on building a roster that's going to win you championships for years and years to come. It's a different name, but at the same time, you still have that DNA there. And I think that's the key. That's really going to help them going forward. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agree with that one. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of see this, this new period, right? Obviously it's going to be new for a lot of fans out there, just in general with franchising and all these massive change-ups but I, I totally agree with your point i think that chicago has a massive boost to go off of i think they have a lot of players that are now kind of sitting in their lap in comparison to what previously were you know it, it, obviously the, the name optic is is unbelievable but it came down to a point where I, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that it wasn't the name optic it was the people who were associated with that name and uh you know after this kind of change has started to go through a lot of people thought oh well you know the optic name it's going to be carried over there's gonna be a lot of fans still associated with it but i think as time has gone on throughout these announcements, people are starting to realize that Hex pretty much has transcended the brand that he created, right? The one that he lived by. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a very interesting situation to see how it brews. And I think we all can kind of agree that is a massive, massive move for NRG to make. I'm sure an expensive one, but one that, that should be worth its weight in gold uh, to a certain way. So like we said, energy, great kind of situation for them. We think they're going to be having a, a lot more roster opportunities if they haven't already signed players up to this point. No, I'll be honest. Uh, I'll take a, a fan favorite Chicago team. It's been a while since Chicago has been known for anything sports, esports. I'll take esports, especially Call of Duty. I, I think uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be nice for the state to finally be good at something. It's been a while, but uh, let's go ahead and transition right into to something else. I, I know we could talk on the the hex and energy thing for forever, just in terms of how important that it is. Uh, but let's go and talk about some announced players. Right, we've had London, we've had Minnesota come out. They've announced three players individually for themselves, or uh, in, in terms of. Both both of their organizations. Uh, let's go and touch on London first, as they were the, the team that did pretty much come out with the announcement uh, in the initial phase. So for those who aren't aware, London has announced that they have got Wiskin, Scraps, and Dylan moving in to franchising. Before we even talk about the team, what was that announcement video, Q? I don't... I don't... Uh, uh, yeah. Goodness. There's, there's been a lot of talk in the community about that, the way that was handled. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of upper potential for them with announcements going forward there you go <laughs> it's a very nice way to put it i think it's fair to say you know you got all these guys you know crazy movement and it's just like scraps just sitting on a couch like yeah sure like Yo, this is what's uh up? 
<laughs> what's up guys erm i think we're we're moving forward with this team sounds cool right yeah it's for me it was just like you've got to be kidding me like come on which I, I know they're getting a lot of a lot of flack but regardless though let's go and talk about their team let's let's talk about this lineup a little bit more uh you know what are your thoughts on just you know initial phase you see whisk and scraps and dylan you're told they're on the same team what are your kind of initial thoughts about these three in tandem together First, I think it's a play for the city. That's absolutely great. Like yeah. the region, you already have the fans and you get some of those people. It, it, that's just phenomenal. I love to see the brothers back together as well. I love seeing them go against each other, but having them on the same team is going to be nuts. Yep. And I mean, we could go on about the year Dylan just had, right? Like the guy looked like an absolute superstar, was carrying reciprocity at times. I, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but like it, seriously, he was one of the players that, you looked at and at any point in a game, he could flip a switch, right? And just mm -hmm. completely take over games. It was nuts. And I mean, if that's what we saw from him in, it's not technically his rookie year, but like he's still really early on, like what in the world is this guy going to do going forward? Right. Yeah. And now you put scraps and Wuskin around him. No disrespect to the guys on reciprocity. They had a great year, sure. but you get those two next to Dylan. And you saw two more. Chicken put around? Ah, oh, man. That might be a roster we're looking at for, like, top four, just mm -hmm. right off the bat. I know there's a lot of other rumored rosters out there, but from what we can see right now, that is a solid, solid start to a team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, you brought up some excellent points just in terms of their – kind of even chemistry together. I mean, obviously we talk about, you know, Wiskin and, and Dylan, their presence when it came down to reciprocity this year, obviously having a, was it a fourth place finish at champs as well, which, you know, you're obviously going to earn a lot from that. Dylan's kind of, you know, first major season in terms of being a pro and my goodness, that guy was out of this world just in terms of straight up EU talent. I mean, you could evaluate him easily as a top five player in the entire game. Uh, and he didn't really even have the same time spread that a lot of other players did mm -hmm. as well to kind of transition. We never saw him on a different team. So like I said, it was it was a, an interesting move, and uh, it really was crazy to kind of see his progression and how fast it was. I mean, if you literally look at his COD um, Gamepedia page, which shout out to those guys, if you were to look at his page, you see it like started in World War II, instantly rose from uh, like team to team. And it was like he went from amateur to a top amateur team, instantly joined a pro roster. Like it was a, a very, very fast come up. And for me, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of formal, if you will, just in terms mm -hmm. of how you enter a title, you start off with someone of an amateur-like team or just guys who maybe aren't as familiar with the space or whatever it may be in, in terms of that situation. And then just, you know, within months, transition from an amateur into one of the best players in the world. It doesn't happen very often, but usually when it does, it's a good sign that that guy is someone that you want to hold on to. It's normally not just one title type thing. It's, hey, this guy has absurd talent. That's going to translate. Regardless of if he's as good, he will still be a phenomenal player moving into the future season. So I'm excited, and I want to hear your thoughts, too, on this one. Scraps and Dylan together, right? I mean, evaluated as two of the best, arguably two of the best players in all of Europe in combination with, or rather in combination together under the London brand. I don't only really think the London fans could ask for anything better than that, but uh, your thoughts on this powerhouse duo, right? Together and tandem together for the first time. Obviously, they have chemistry. They love being with each other. Uh, the vibes are clearly there, as the uh, young kids would like to say, but uh, Scraps and Dylan, you think they could be one of the best, if not the best powerhouse duo? It's one of the best, for sure. Like, I think mm -hmm. of that combination of players, and I'm just like, oh, that's that's scary. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm playing. I don't want to see those two on the map together. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's just something. But that also speaks to the level of skill I have in Call of Duty. But <laughs> either way, it's that's a duo that I hope this London team can keep 
going forward mm-hmm. because those two together can do some absolutely ridiculous things. So whether if it's this year, next year, two, three years in the future, I think those are two people you really want to hold on to. We've talked a lot in the past about like Envy and Hook and keeping him around. I think you sort of have that same power here with both of them. You want to keep these two together unless there's like internal issues and something has to change. Like these guys are all on the same page and things are going well. You keep them no matter what. Yeah, agreed. I I think that's kind of that needs to be the play for the future for them. It's like, hey, these yeah. are the faces of your franchise. You keep them happy and you keep them together for as long as you possibly can. Obviously, you know, you never know how, you know, things are going to work out in the future. But I think, too, for them, it, it's going to be valuable because it's not just, okay, we're on a team together. It's, hey, we are on the franchise that we want, right? I mean, we're supporting, and I know it's kind of been a, a difficult time for a lot of people to to kind of get a hold of the idea that esports franchising, you're kind of based in a location. But if there was ever... Mm-hmm a group of guys who, you know, who could kind of really rally around the spot that they're in, it would be this exact spot with these exact players. So like I said, I, I think that they're going to be in a good spot. I think they're in a comfortable position for the future. We'll have to see how things kind of work out. But if these two guys can pretty much play the same way that they have, which it kind of depends, obviously strategies are going to be evaluated. They're going to be somewhat changed up. But uh, I think that those two together, and along with Wiskin, who I think will succeed a lot better uh, in a slower pace Call of Duty, should make for you know a lot of interesting uh, plays. It should be it should make for a lot of interesting kind of combos. Um, but in your eyes, I know this is kind of forward thinking. It's all based off of rumors. But what are maybe some extra pieces you think the roster could utilize right now? Because I know we're kind of looking what scraps Wiskin more faster pace. We're looking at you know in terms of SMGs to flex positions, obviously Wiskin with an AR for the most part, but what are some pieces that you think would mesh well? Not necessarily any specific players, but roles, things that you think that could really kind of complement the the core three. I think right now you're looking at some more help for Dylan, first Mm -hmm. and foremost. You want to get that taken care of, and then you're looking at sort of a secondary AR or another flex to go along with scraps, Mm -hmm. right? So I think... If you're looking at the way this team can go, you have someone who's really fast-paced like Dylan. The thing that I'm I'm really worried about with this team, though, is that pacing, Mm -hmm. right? You have almost opposite ends of the spectrum when you think of someone like Dylan and someone like Wuskin, right? So how's that going to play on the map? Granted, they have played together. They understand that. But that was one thing at times we saw with reciprocity. They weren't all playing what looked like on the same page at times. Granted, they got better and better as the year went along, but it was still sort of a recurring issue on some maps. So looking at that, that's what I'm thinking. So what sort of sub are you going to get? Is that going to help push the pace forward? How is that going to impact your back line? And then when you're thinking of the ERs, you want a little someone a bit more faster paced. But then what sort of position did that put Wuskin in? That's really yeah. going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think that's a good point. Like I said, I think, you know, this is a great, great core to work off of, but I think that those can only be enhanced by a few of the, you know, rolling players that could still be out there. I know there's a lot of, you know, speculation and talk of who will be joining those guys. But let's get away from speculation quickly. We still have to talk about Minnesota uh, as they officially announced, and I got to say, better announcement, that's for sure. But just in terms of the overall players, they did announce Silly, Assault, and Goddard X, along with Saint as their coach. 
Um, what are your initial thoughts on these guys, right? Silly and Assault, previous chemistry. I know if we really look way back, which I know maybe a lot of people weren't around back then, but uh, what Cillian got Rex, a little bit of chemistry from the Isolation Empire days. That's a name I haven't oh. heard in a while, Q, but um, there is some chemistry, obviously, on this roster. We talk about Cillian Assault, their championship uh, back, what, in 2018 in World War II. They've kind of got that flowing. Uh, but what are your thoughts on, on, on this trio? First and foremost, I'm really happy for God RX. Like, mm -hmm. just to see his upper progression over the years is really, really cool. Also, yes, isolation. Wait, that's a throwback right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's good to hear though. But seeing these three together is really good. I think Silly's one of the most underrated players in history, just yep. as far as what he's been able to do and what he's bought to teams over the years. And then you bring in assault solid mvp like ar at times so these two together i think once again you have a solid base i really want to see the other two that complement these three yeah so Agreed. that is something that i think it could go one of two ways i think we could see a middle of the back team or we can see a team that is sort of upwards of that middle possibly pushing for your top fours. You think like your reciprocity, your late Enigma six sort of thing. That's where I think this team is at right now. Mm -hmm. So you add two pieces, you could be going upwards. You could be going backwards. Hopefully for them, I think they're going to go up. Yeah. I think a lot of the Minnesota fans can really be excited about this team too, because I think you brought up some excellent yeah. points just in terms of the way this roster Sits right now, I, I, I totally agree. I don't think the job by any means is done for this team. It's not like, hey, we're good. You know, we just throw in a few extra guys and we're kind of ready to rock. No, by any means, I, I think that, you know, from a lot of the rumor teams that are out there, I think they will need to kind of complement this team by maybe more, you know, kind of solid um kind of consistent players or maybe they need that star they need that pillar of the team who can really kind of take over maps because like i said i think these guys are are excellent options i think like i said they're going to fit well with the minnesota franchise and and from what we know right when it comes down to um you know minnesota they have been very transparent with all the things that they've been working on they seem to be a franchise that is already very much in depth with uh you know their team they seem to be very focused um, in terms of uh, what their plans are for the roster. Obviously, they bring the guys out to Minnesota. They already are starting to get as much content as they can. I think this is going to be a really great home for anybody, uh, but especially for these guys who have already been announced. Um, now, there were a, there was a little bit of, of backlash. I noticed on Reddit a few tweets as well. We're talking about Assault. Really, this guy was benched by Envy this year? But I think a lot of people don't realize the fact that he was a world champion the year before on a slower title, and for God's sake, he was the MVP of that game. Uh, and I think that he's going to fit a lot better in a slower-paced game. I know you were kind of talking about it. I mean, there are certain players who just thrive on slower-paced games, and obviously a majority of them happen to be main ARs, which is the role that Assault will most likely fill on this mm -hmm. team. But like we said, we go and we kind of compare paces of, of, of titles, which I know it's a little bit early to evaluate Modern Warfare, but I think it's fair to say, based off the beta, based off of a few things that we know, it should be slower than Black Ops 4, and I don't think that's going to hurt Assault in any way, right? His his form was about the slow-paced style, kind of getting toward head glitches, trying to evaluate kind of that slower mentality, more methodical, if you will. I think that they may have found a, a diamond in the rough that a lot of rosters really weren't maybe thinking about as much as they should have just in terms of what this guy can do in, in slower-paced games. I think so, too. Like, 
when you look at players, you're looking at what they've been able to do in the past, but you also think, okay, going into this year, how can they fit into this game and what mm-hmm. can they do in this title? Assault's right in that line. I think this sure. was an offseason where you're really looking at your ARs and you want to get someone really good. And as you said, I think Assault can be that one where some people look at it and think like, well, you know, what in the world are you getting this guy? You can pick this, that, and the other. But with the team that you have with the people that you can field, I think that is a very, very good piece to have. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm excited to see assault play. And I think to the, the very fast progression that we saw from him, it's, it's usually whenever you see a player start to kind of fall out of the scene a little bit, it's steady progression. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, he went from, you know, top placements, then he went to top six, you know, the KD start to lower over time. This was just one year to the next. And I think it really was kind of a pace thing, uh, you know, for him. I don't think that he, you know, instantly turned in from, you know, a very great player to, you know, someone who you kind of consider to maybe be in a starting lineup for uh, for a few different teams. So I think that this will be a much better title for him. And obviously to kind of, you know, round things, I think you covered Silly very well. Got our X, fantastic way to close out Black Ops 4. Obviously under E6, led them to a top placement when it came down to champs. For me, I actually, I'm, I'm good friends with Adam, but I think he really was starting to kind of show his skill set mm-hmm. when it came down to the end of the year. I'm excited to see if he can replicate that same style on Modern Warfare, because if so, I think that he can be the first, second option for this roster moving forward in terms of just the presence that he provides to a team and the way that he was playing. So I'm excited, though. I'm excited to kind of see what pieces they bring around. I think we both agree it kind of it's, it's a great start. But I think the finish is almost more important than the current, yeah. you know, kind of set that they have. I think they've got really consistent players who will all work together. But it's about those ending pieces that you're really going to have to to try to sell this one. Like their, their takeoff has been great. The landing, though, has to be executed well in order for them to be, you know, a real contender. But last two questions I have for you, because I know we're already over time. I'm going to try to hop into the, the last few subjects as quick as we can. But ending thought, better trio, Minnesota or London? And chat, I want you guys, I'm going to give Paradox a second because I asked him a difficult question that I did not prepare him for, and I will answer it myself. But chat, let us know, what are your kind of opinions on the better announced trio? Is it Minnesota, right? We talked about these three, um, obviously being, uh, what is it, God or X, Silly, and Assault, or are we thinking more on the London side of Whisk and Scraps and Dylan? Now, this is just off of these three. It's not about the lineup that they could get for the future, but just off of if these three were to face off against each other, uh, who are you taking at this moment, Q? Right now, I think I've only been to the city once, but I'm going with London. Okay. Right? Like, just with what we've seen all three of these players do with the past, how they've been able to reach insane heights with Dylan and Scraps, and even Waskin has had times where he looks absolutely insane. Yes, on the other side, you have a formidable roster, but I think the raw talent on London right now with those three guys and the pace they can even push a game to is nuts yeah agreed i think that they've they've got a very scary core to them i think and just in terms of of just strictly slaying you look at the presence that scraps and and dylan especially put up this year and it's hard to contend i think that minnesota for me um is a very very good team but like we said i think it's Mm -hmm. kind of about like london has kind of got their core guys like they've got pretty much their faces of their team and for minnesota we're thinking okay it could be God or Rex, you know, is it going to be like, we, we still kind of have a few questions about them, but I'm kind of with you on that. I think for me at this very moment, London does 
seem to be a little bit better, uh, but obviously that can change, right? In terms of future announcements, who else is kind of brought in, that could yeah, that could quickly start to change up a little bit. But I think we're all kind of in agreement with that. I, th I think I see what a few people in the chat even talk about stuff. Shout out to eSports, Doug. You said boo. I know he's, uh, hey, he's supporting Doug. the North a little bit uh, in that instance, but we see Benji saying London. I see Cannon saying London. Uh, what Tyler987 is saying, London based off of pure skill slash slang. Uh, and really quickly, uh, shout out to represent GG for subscribing with Twitch Prime. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, definitely not super familiar with, with subs on this channel, but hey, we'll take it every 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 day of the week. We greatly appreciate that one. Uh, but let's go move into one of our final subjects and really one of our final questions in terms of straight up rosters for right now. Guys, I want to kind of get your opinions on this a little bit uh, in the chat, so feel free to let us know. We're, we're going to try our best uh, to read off a few of these teams, but out of the eight rumored full rosters that we have got right now, quick summary on each one of them. So let's start off with Atlanta. Simp, Abizi, Priesta, Major Maniac, and Selium. I think, at least for me, this is a very solid core, a team that has the ability to flex and really kind of evaluate themselves on different games, uh, or rather on different kind of, uh, or uh, rather game styles, if you will. Um, but I am curious to see this roster's ability when it comes to kind of the future titles, maybe even the the future of, uh, of the way of kind of trying to take over championships or however it may be. A lot of people have talked about, hey, lack of an in-game leader. Do you think that that matters a lot for Atlanta based on the roster they are rumored to have? I think right now, the thing I'm scared about that team is when things get rough during a game, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you have a roster full of young people. I know it's been a sticking point with a lot of people. Crowder's in as the coach. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. I think that is absolutely great. And it solves a lot of problems I originally had. I think this team going forward, it's a long-term play. Like you might not do that well this year as well as you want to, but going into the future, I think this is going to be a team to really, really look out for because these are all guys who are just starting. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, they have so much more to play, and you already have someone like Simp, Abizi. Like, these guys know how to win championships mm -hmm. already. Yeah. Like, a core of this team knows how to win championships, and they're already this young. That is incredible experience. So I really want to see who – ends up being the end game leader here and how those comms are going, especially when things get rough, if yeah. they ever do. But mostly there's normally sometimes in a series where you need to bounce back. Even the best in the world have had series and times where you have to reevaluate the situation and say, yeah. okay, how are we going to win this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, when that announcement came through, it was just like, okay, that, that's what I wanted. I think that, that kind of was like the, the check that I had was like, okay, where's the leadership really going to come from? I think by adding Crowder, that, that instantly kind of provides a majority of what they really kind of do need. Let's go and move on, though, to Chicago, right? A very scary roster, a rumor to be, right? Scump, Formal, T2P back together. Gunless and Arsides, another longtime duo, right back from the E United Days and Infinite Warfare, and Envoy. Oh. I got to say, man, on paper, at the least, which we talk about, you know, how personalities in game are going to work, how those things can kind of translate for me is definitely the main worry. But I think this roster on paper is just absurd when you look at straight up talent, each position. I mean, you're looking at kind of player versus player. It's going to be hard to put a roster up against these guys where you say, wow, they look they look, uh, you know, kind of on paper outslayed. I don't, I don't think you're going to get this too often with Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is absolute this rumored roster is nuts, yeah. right? Like we're talking about sort of teams that we expect to possibly be in like the middle of the pack. This is a rumored roster where I'm thinking, oh, they're top three for sure, mm -hmm. right? The only thing I think that could get in the way of this team 
are internal issues or things going on the map, issues with roles, stuff like that. Like little things that you can address, but in game, looking at the skill of those players, this is a team to fear. Absolutely. Agreed. Let's go move on to Dallas. Like we said, the Roman roster for this one, which I think it's all somewhat confirmed. Hook is going to be on this team just based off contracts, based off of the lack of movement. It seems if Hook will be a piece, but around him, he's got some young guys and some vets, according to rumors, like we said, Clayster, Crimsix, Hook, Illy, and Shotzi. Now, this one is interesting, right? Because you kind of got that mix. You've got the, you know, the, the winningest player of all time in Crimsix. You've got a two-time world champion in Clayster as well. I mean, you've got a very, very well-rounded group along with Hook, who I think can kind of be the glue for this. But uh, more specifically, Ilya and Shotzi together. I'm excited for the, for these two to finally kind of get their opportunity. I was hoping that they would maybe move together. And uh, if these rumors are true, that's going to be a very scary kind of front line when we're talking about just the ability of how movement works, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Hook, Ilya, and Shotzi together. Man, uh, really quick, your thoughts on that one, Q? That's a scary three between Hook, Iliad, Shotzi, for mm -hmm. sure. I'm interested to see how Clayster and Krim sort of work together sure. as well. Like, this is a roster I think that they could be – they could have some issues, mm -hmm. right? Like, sure. especially sure. in-game, at least possibly butting heads. But I think it's a roster where you look at talent-wise, it is a formidable roster for sure. And a lot of eyes are going to be on Ilya and Shotzi. Sure, like, yeah. There have already been eyes on them coming up, but this would be the time for them to really show what they can do. And I really want to see if they step up to the plate. Yeah, I agree. I think they have a, a lot of expectations, you know, for them right now. Like I, said, I, I am interested to see how Clayster and Krim would mix with one another. That for mm -hmm. me could could be something, but uh, I think they kind of realize that the young talent that they have in front of them. Right? We talk about Clayster, his ability on E United to work with Abizi and Simp, young talent. Uh, even before that, we talk about the Twins, but uh, you know, with Krim Six obviously working with TJ, more specifically Dashy this season, they have a history in working with young guys and obviously seeing some success in terms of Clayster. Absolutely, uh, but who knows, right? There's a lot of kind of pressure on Ilian Shotzi to kind of live up, especially Illy, right? I mean, ever since he was like 14, he's been a guy where everyone's like, when this guy turns 18, the same story with Simp. So we'll have to see how that mm -hmm. kind of rounds out. Next team to talk about, uh, Florida, right? A rumored lineup of Mox, Skies, Frosty, Prestini, and Havoc. I actually like this team uh, a lot, uh, to be honest with you, because I am interested to see how a few of these positions work. I have been a, a Mox fan for the longest time, just in general, with his ability to kind of lead younger rosters. Um, I think for me is, is definitely interesting, right? We talk about Mox and Havoc, their history together. Frosty looked fantastic, especially kind of toward the end of the year. I know um, one of the main complaints was just his ability of not having Cole Duty knowledge. I think that's understandable, kind of coming into a title. Uh, they've got Prestini, who looked phenomenal kind of toward the end of the year as well, who I think will be better versed on a slower-paced game. Mm -hmm. uh, then you've got Skies, who also at the end of the title, at the end of Black Ops 4, when he was put on this Luminosity team, and obviously prior to that, Elevate was just lights out in terms of that AR. Uh, what are your thoughts on Florida and the roster that they've kind of presented? That, that is rumored, really, obviously. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what the community's thinking because I've seen people who are like, oh, this is good. And I've seen people who's like, what in the world is this? I'm on the side with, I'm siding with you. Like, mm -hmm. I think this is a sneaky, sneakily good roster. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I think that's a word. Whatever. <laughs> we'll roll with it. No matter know? what. Yeah, we'll roll it. But this team, when you look at the pieces, it's really interesting. You have Frosty, as you said, really closed out last year strong, and I think we have not seen the best from him yet. Brasini mm -hmm. was looking good. Havoc looked really nice, especially in the latter half of the year, and then you have Mox and Skies. Like, that is scary. Yeah. 
Agreed. You think of these two guys setting up behind cover, and these are the ones that are taking you out? Oh, man, that is... Ooh, try to get your sub pressure on that. These guys are just going to be chopping them down left and right. Yeah, they are. I'm, I'm worried for a lot of other teams when it comes into search and destroy versus these guys, especially yeah. we talk about kind of that Jinji combo. We talk about Sky's history in terms of search and destroy, uh, and as well as obviously be kind of being rounded out. I think there there is going to be a decent amount of frost, or rather a decent amount of pressure on Frosty to really kind of perform and be that guy for them. But I think if you can kind of tap into that, that, that for me will really kind of decide where Florida sits in the standings, like I said, if this team uh, is announced. But speaking of rumors, teams we're going to move on quickly to the last few uh this one la immortals right we talk about the kind of the bad boys of the league and i think uh, it is interesting right this rumor team is set to be tj halley dashy slasher kenny and jcap q man this is uh this is an interesting one that we talk about right slasher and kenny obviously coming from 100 thieves i'm a big jcap fan obviously for those who know uh, a little bit of my content that i've done about and talked about uh then we've got tj and dashy right two guys coming in and staying on optic right the young duo dashy looked unbelievable this last season in combination with these guys oh boy uh there's there's a lot to kind of dive into but just uh, a few quick thoughts on this roster for you that's the other one where I'm thinking immediately, oh, they're top three, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. This team can go out and just put some others away, Yeah. right? Like, this is a lot of talent on one roster. The only thing I can say, I just want to see them play on a map together. Yeah. Like, I just want to see how they play with mm -hmm. each other and how that sort of team possibly forms, but... That's one that has me excited for sure. Yeah, agreed. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see Slasher and and Jay Camp together again. Obviously, we talk about uh, a lot of a lot of success in history when it comes down to those two. Obviously, a world championship uh, in their midst as well. We're going to move on though. New York, right? Headed out. Uh, it seems to be the rumored lineup is Accuracy, Temp, Attach, Zuma, and Zero. So, uh, what? Some kind of familiar faces, some kind of new guys coming into the team. I think that this roster can work pretty well I'm, I'm i'm very i should say interested this this for me is a team where i'm like oh okay this is a interesting group kind of uh, of players obviously a lot of history in terms of attaching zuma zoom and zero together obviously tent being brought in along with accuracy what are uh, what are your interpretations of this new york roster that's another team where it's i'm sort of with you like i like it but there's also something there that bothers me just a yeah. little and i don't know what it really is like looking at zero and accuracy i want to see the pace zero plays that in this game accuracy is going to be your slower traditional ar i really want to see where zero goes sort of that second position that we we're talking about with london right like mm -hmm. what does that second ar bring to the table i think you have attack and zuma you've already touched on those two are really good front line together and then temp can be a solid flex no matter what so even if temp ends up taking that second ar which i think would be kind of weird for zero but you know zero's shown that he can do whatever he needs to do on the map right yeah. but we've always talked about him being in AR and the talent he can bring to a team in that role. Mm -hmm. So seeing what these teams are going to be, and of course, this is all like speculation. We don't know how Modern Warfare is really going to play on a competitive level, but this is a team where I feel like they might be a little slow out the gate, but mid-season, I think they might be a Darko team to look out for, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of interested to see the, the pacing of this team as well, and I think based off of if they are 
looking more at the AR side of things, like depending on what the meta is going to be, I think this team in terms of AR positioning should look great. I know a lot of people have said, oh, it's going to be an AR game. It's going to be an SMG game. It's the beta. Like everything is going to change no matter how well you think your M4 or your MP5 or your MP7 shoots. It's, it's all still up for grabs and who knows what's really going to occur. Uh, let's go and move on to Seattle. Octane enables Slat, Karma, and Apathy. This is a an interesting group. There's been a lot of rumors thrown around in terms of what Seattle's team is going to be. But if it were to be this roster queue, where do you kind of see them at? And uh, where do you kind of see a lot of the roles at for this team? I like this team. And the roles is the key thing here. Because I really don't know how those are going to work out with this team. Yeah. That's the that's the big question for me, especially when you look at recent roles for these players. Sure. Like, obviously, we can go way back in history and see, okay, this player has been shown to be talented using this, that, and the other. But from what we've seen in the past two, three seasons or so, the roles seem to be a bit odd with this team but i mm -hmm. think this is a team that has veteranship right like these guys know what to do in pressure situations but i think they're going to be another dark horse team maybe your fifth six sort of fighting to hit the upper echelon of teams sure. and probably getting there at least once right yeah so i like this team too i think this is an interesting group of guys together i think like, like i said the kind of roles for me is is definitely kind of somewhat up there. Obviously, we could speculate and say, oh, well, you know, Karma's going to be the AR, Octane, obviously, mm -hmm. main AR, you know, type positioning. But for me, the SMGs are really going to kind of define a lot. And I think based off of Slack and Apathy's play, it really could define uh, a decent amount. Like, so we'll have to kind of see, like I said, enable Slack, Apathy kind of up there in terms of, of what the roles really are going to be for this team and how they're going to kind of transition into different play styles. But I kind of like the group that they're rocking, that they're rocking with right now. I, I don't really see too many in-game problems with this roster and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of very curious to see how they work in tandem versus some of the you know the chicago's in the in the uh, what rumored la teams and stuff like that but one last roster that is somewhat rumored right now is london obviously we know whiskin scraps and dylan that is 100 so we can kind of roll on with that uh but the rumored other teammates seem to be jured and raided how do you feel about those two possibly entering the fray with those guys i really like the jured pick Mm -hmm. I think that fits in really well with this team. Rated, I like rated, right? Let me preface this by saying I like rated. Mm -hmm. I don't know if rated fits in with that team, though. That's the sort of worried part I am, and that goes back to the whole roles conversation we've had mm -hmm. and the pacing, right? True. That's the only thing that's a question mark for me. I'm pretty sure they can make it work. Like, these guys know what they're doing on the map. They have years behind them at this point. But I think that also might be a little bit of a sticking issue for them. And then, of course, you're going to have substitutes and everything that you can try out as well. So maybe that'll end up being a key for this team going forward. But I don't know. I, I like Jared Raiders as a question mark just because of the pace of the game, though. Sure. I get that. And I think... Too, like a lot of people kind of forget. And, and just in terms of just strictly stats, I mean, Raided was insane at World War II. I mean, absolutely out of this world, defined as probably a top five AR in that game. So like, if, if it were to work out in terms of the pacing, in terms of the chemistry were to work out, I think that's a, a great pickup for them. Like we said, we'll have to kind of see, but I agree. I think Jurd and Dylan, Wuskin, Scraps together, that would be... Whew, that, that that's gonna be difficult that's gonna be a very difficult team to face off against just in terms of pace and if this is if this is a faster game than people are anticipating it will be that that for me is a roster that is going to be so hard to really handle in those positions but 
That's kind of our quick thoughts on the eight rumored full teams, guys. And I really appreciate everyone kind of for giving their input. I saw a lot of people talking about Kenny, his positioning, how that could really kind of change up uh, the LA Immortals roster. If that is, in fact, going to be happening, a lot of people were kind of freaking out about the uh, the LA Immortals team, obviously, just in general. I think they and Chicago seem to kind of be the front runners in terms of just like, oh, gosh, that team is scary, along with Atlanta and a few others that we can kind of throw out there. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see a few more announcements start to roll out. But really. Uh, Really quickly, because I know we're over time, I wanted to cover very briefly the MW beta because this was obviously something that's been going on for the last few weeks. Um, and I'm going to ask you, Q, what, maybe three to four questions. Uh, okay. And I want you to try to answer these as fast as you possibly can. So we're talking like 10 seconds just because we have to we have to kind of round things down here. We do have a time limit, unfortunately. Uh, but I want to even hear the chat's opinions on these as well. So first off, MW beta, have a few questions. So crossplay yes or no do you like it yeah I, I loved it like getting the community together fun perfect like the, like the answer best weapon ar and smg both in the beta oh i was a big fan of the m4 in the beta but mm -hmm. the famas was also nasty yeah. i didn't really get to use the odin that much and i know some people were saying that it was really good uh but the m4 was always like my go-to I, I really loved using it love it for subs I spent most of my time using ARs in the beta, so mm -hmm. subs a toss-up. I like the MP7 the couple times I like pick it up off the ground. I know people were saying the MP5 was good as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw like a few pros picking up the MP5, and I'm like, why is, Why am I not doing this? Like, why are you guys having so much success with it? I, I feel like I had a really good kind of combo in terms of attachments with the M4 mm -hmm. that really made it just an absolute laser, but I agree with, with the majority of your picks. I'm, I'm a big fan of the MP7 as well. That thing from range, just for me, felt like an AR, but worked like an SMG up close, so I'm excited. Thoughts on the maps? I know there's a lot of talk in terms of, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. What were just your interpretations of the maps? Obviously, there were a few different combinations, but uh, what was your, you know, kind of beginning thoughts on how the maps played out? I think my favorite map was like Gunrunner. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it yep. was. That was a lot of fun. But I think I played, I almost saw that the multiplayer reveal. But some of them I'm really interested to see how they play out. I don't know if this is confirmed. And someone in the chat, please tell me if you notice this. I don't know if it was just me, but Azir Cave halfway through the beta seemed to have gotten brighter inside of the cave. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seemed <laughs> like the lights were turned on. It was really mm -hmm. odd, but uh, it, it was fun. Like I, I liked some of the maps, the way they played. I'm really interested to see the way the map starts to flow as the game moves on. That's sort of mm -hmm. a thing I'm kind of worried a little bit about, but I think we'll be okay. You think they pulled a, what was a Black Ops 3 hunted where just randomly everyone <laughs> entered in the map? They're like, whoa, this is bright. Like, what just yeah, happened? It happened here? like mid-map for me. <laughs> it was like at one point I was in a cave. It felt like it was pitch black. I oh, respawn, go back in. I'm like, wait, I can see everything in <laughs> just, here now. Just like, press oh, the what? button. They're like, there you go. Now, uh, now you can kind of see. You got night vision goggles on. There you have it. Oh man, I'm, I'm excited though. I, I was surprised by a few of the maps. And I agree, I think for me, um, Gunrunner was was probably my my favorite map. Um, were you surprised by Ground War in your first playthrough? Uh, that was that was interesting. <laughs> that, I didn't play it a lot, but that was, oh man, there was a lot going on in Ground War. Yeah, It was fun sure. though, being able to see targets that far away and trying mm -hmm. to get shots on them, that was, that was fun. Yeah. But I don't know if I'll be spending as much time on Ground War as other people. It's, that sort of large-scale battle's never really been my thing, personally. Gotcha. Cyber attack. Could it work for competitive? 
Could it work for competitive with a couple tweaks? I think possibly. It was a fun mode to play. I spent a lot of time playing it in the beta, actually, because mm -hmm. it was just a fun mode for me. Sure. But I don't know. There were a couple things like you get in the UAV when you have the bomb out and you're running with it. And I understand it's like a tactical thing. You can't shoot, but you are getting information. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the community is heavily favored towards traditional search and destroy. Sure. And last question, my favorite one: Claymores should they be removed from human existence? Uh, we had Shroud using Claymores. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way to round it out. Oh, man. I tell you what, Claymores, I, I used to love them in prior games. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big oh. Black Ops one head, and I, I use Claymores pl plenty. But boy, were those things annoying in the beta. I, I have no idea what it was. It just instantly, I see one, no matter where. I, I can even be like 50 feet away, and I feel like I died instantly. I have no idea. The explosion, The explosion radius on them. Oh boy, I hope that uh, in some ways it's tweaked or I'm going to be throwing a few controllers. And I very much value my controllers. They're expensive these days, and I, I do hold on to them very well. But uh, that's going to kind of do it for the show today. I know we kind of went on for a little bit longer as intended, but I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think we covered some really interesting subjects, and it's hard to kind of talk about Hex's move to NRG or some of these rumored rosters, the eight you know rumored overall lineups right now, uh, and the official ones in under what like 25 minutes uh, so it's kind of difficult but i think we uh, we did a really good job like so i want to give a, a huge thank you to everyone who tuned in uh in terms of the chat today you guys were fantastic we appreciate uh you know every time you type in the chat every time that you're active it really does mean a lot because we want to try to continue the conversation and hear your guys's thoughts on this one as well uh if you are on itunes right we are live every single tuesday 12 30 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash prediction esports Make sure to uh, to hop in the chat sometime. You can feel free to follow us on Twitter at Prediction or at my or rather, uh, you can also follow myself on Twitter at Lando to kind of receive some updates in terms of when uh, those shows are going live, what subjects we'll be kind of covering maybe a little bit early if you want to try to hop in uh, and talk in the chat. I usually enter in the chat about 30 minutes early and like to, to talk to you guys a little bit as well. But that's going to kind of do it right in terms of our, uh, our subjects for today. Q, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you. First guest in Reload History. Well, I'm hoping to have you back again. Uh, but where can people find you at? So thanks for having me. First of all, this sure. is great. Thanks for the chat, for all the great feedback, Doug, Kingdom Soldier, and everybody. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. And you can find me on Twitter at ParadoxQJ and hopefully behind the scenes on a franchise broadcast sometime soon. There you go. Love it. Absolutely love it. Paradox, uh, by far the best observer that Cold has ever seen. I know uh, in terms of just strictly based off of, of my driving history, how difficult it can be to um, drive and cast at the same time. I think I forget who, who was it who tweeted that the other day. It was like, if you've ever had to drive oh, and cast it? at the oh, same Blaise. time, Blaze, yes, shout out Blaze. Absolutely the truth. Driving and casting, worst thing ever. I remember we had to do that back in AW at the old UMG events, and it was just like, do you want to do it? Because I don't want to do it. Like, do you want to? Like, you don't like. I would almost like ask someone. I, I will give you twenty dollars if you drive for this series, so I can actually focus on what's going on. So, Q, excellent, excellent observer, and and definitely should have a hand in that. But like I said, thank you so much, buddy, for joining us. Thank you everybody for joining us in the chat for today. But that's going to do it. The reload. What episode twelve already rounded out? It was a great show, and we hope to see you all next week.